I, I've told you this, my ashes and my dog fires will be mixed. And then I will have a reception where everyone has to do facials out of the ashes. <laughs> and it will be in your face that last time. I mean, that's interesting. It, it certainly is. All right. So we're here again. My next guest, the last quality conversation and time that I got with Kelly Gale Amon was more than a year ago. And as I told him, whether he meant to be or not, he has been a mentor to me. He continues to be. I'm so happy to have him here. So happy to see him. <laughs> and, Sergio, uh, how are you doing? Sergio, it's I who want to thank you for letting me share some of my little secrets of life. I'm great. I am loving life. I'm loving experiencing everything. I'm having more fun with my clients than I've ever had before. The key is energy. All we have is energy and who we share it with and how we share what we share with them. If I can take anyone on a journey that they've never been in before. That's what I love doing. Now, what I've done my whole life, I've done design work, I've done houses, I've done three-dimensional space. I work with the client trying to outline how they want to live in their environment, what they want to live with. And I have one key that I've always said, I never ask them what they want. I always ask them what they hate because you know if you can eliminate the negative you've got pretty much free reign to go anywhere in the world wouldn't you agree with that Sergio positivity is did you hear I did hear uh, positivity is definitely it it will take you anywhere and yeah you, you are it, it really will that. be well, because we've been so inundated with such less than interesting energy, I just want people to know that magic is here, and that's yeah. what we're doing. I, you know, Sergio, you've we've been friends for a long time. I remember when we worked with with PhotoFest. I remember when we photographed my furniture. I remember when we did. I have one of your my favorite pieces to yours that you did from Katrina, you know, the doll and the, the plastic wrapping, which I absolutely love this piece. I think it's really interesting. Well, that's a time marker. So there's an audio and there's a vis uh, video version of this for the audio people. Uh, what Kelly just walked by is a piece I did in 2005 and it was right. post Katrina. In your puberty, as we would say. That's right. Or close. <laughs> My voice was you know, just starting to crack. Um, I think it's interesting well, because you, our, most of our guests have the artwork behind them. Kelly lives in it. His home 
is an embodiment of what he does. And it's, I miss um, when I lived in the same town, going over and watching Kelly walk through his own, his own art, really. Now, which is placement, yeah. which is space. Yeah. Well, you know, one of my great abilities, I think, Sergio, is juxtapositioning. I'm not interested in doing what's really been done because I don't think there's anything really new except how we do it, how we put it together, how we see it, how we let people understand it, and how we can show them a new direction. I think that's the real great joy of life because people are so afraid of change and change is all there is. It's, it's, it's a process of one day you wake up and the next day you wake up and then the next day you maybe don't wake up. But what you've done in those days of life are what really, really shines. Now you were talking about my art collecting every piece that I have is from somebody or someone who's integrated into my world uh, through their energy, through travel, through countries, through whatever. And one of the great things that I'm able to do with my client base is to help them see their collections in a completely different light. How can they see this room differently and not be afraid to, to love that old torn rug because it means something to them. That's what's really important. Don't be afraid to love something that you love. Yeah. How, did, how did it all come about for you? How did the idea of what you do get in your head and so passionately become what you are? I, I think it's really interesting. I forget how many years I've been doing this, but I remember turn of the century, traditional homes gave me the designer of the year. And when they were doing the profile, I said, well, have you really looked at my work? I'm as far from tradition as anything I've ever known. And they basically said, what tradition is, is what stands the test of time and people will look at your work and it's not dated, but they just know it's still like looking at Queen Anne or a period. I know that um, Sergio, I, I don't know if you remember, but I was in China lecturing seven years ago. And when I was putting the PowerPoint together for this presentation, it basically was photographs over 45 years of work and you can't tell which year any of the, 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 the houses were done. They're timeless. You know, it, it, because if it's really, really good, it will last forever and it will work no matter where you put it into the place and the placement of pieces. That's the part I love. You may not like it, but it's not going to be dated. Yeah. Well, that you've talked about change. That is, and, I, and I'm realizing it as you speak about that, that that was one of the influences you gave me is yeah. you're, you're constantly moving, shifting. Well, yeah. I, I know that 
I, I did my parents' house in 1982, and I had their upholstery furniture done in San Francisco. How did I know? My mother said that when I was five years old, I would come in and move things around and it would be better than she could ever do. <laughs> and she, she just said, you're born with a talent that makes no sense to me, but it's, it's what you're going to navigate your life with and you're going to use it as a tool to survive. And Sergio, that's what's happened. Uh, I've taken the three-dimensional spaces that I work in, and now I do fabric in Bangalore. I do my metal furniture that you know really well. I have it made in wood. I have it upholstered. I just love every bit of it. I love color. I love, I just love having fun showing people what they don't know. You know, I've, I've known you a while now, and I don't think I've ever heard that story of your mom saying that. And I, I just love that because I think for most of us that are creatives, it starts in childhood. Oh, it, it, you're, you know, people go, oh, I want to, I said, you're either born with it or you're not. And you can polish and you don't have to be a genius but we're born with a set of tools to work with. And if you find something you really love and you can do that, you're really lucky. Because I've never worked a day in my life. I mean, every morning, I, I, I don't really want to go to bed because I just want to keep doing and doing and having fun. I cannot wait till the next, the, the next adventure. What are we going to have to figure out and how are we going to make it work? Again, I love that, all that. that. That was a real lesson that I got from you. You know, we, because I, I jumped, I guess we met exhibiting artwork, but then it became using my skill as a photographer to, to document sometimes interpret, sometimes do weird things to your work. <laughs> but um, I always, always got that. Like I, It's my world. I look at the background on your picture and your art behind you. We follow our own path and we make choices. And it may not be right or wrong, but it's going to help direct where you go. You know, it's who would have ever thought when I met you, that I would have, you know, just done away with the compound. And now I'm in a high rise living a whole different lifestyle. But I have the energy of my environment and my collections that go with me. That's the part I love. Okay, so give a little background, the compound. Because I think this taps into the idea of change that we've talked well, about. Well, it's, it's so interesting. I, I put my first house I ever owned on the market furnished and everyone said that it was not possible. It sold in 10 days for 20% more than it was listed. And I called a friend and we got in the car and drove into the bowels of Montrose. I saw a property, there was a sign out front. I called the real estate agent 
I said, this property, I'd like to buy it. And she goes, well, it's overpriced. And I said, well, how much is it? And she told me, I said, great, I'll take it. And she said, do you want to see it? And I said, no, it's where I'm going to live. And I wound up living there for 25 years, which I took one house, added another and another, gardens, pools, everything. And it became one of the hubs of Montrose where everybody, everybody loved. <laughs> but but it, it allowed me to, to involve myself with artisans and activities and enjoy. And then one day I went, you know, you need to change. So I partnered, turned it into a townhome area, then decided that wasn't what I wanted to do or I had fulfilled that dream. And now I'm in a high rise, which is wonderful. It's a circular high rise in Houston built in the sixties. And I have 120 feet of balcony wrapping around it. And it's all glass looking out into the sky and wonderful. Not one square room, everything's unusual about it, but it houses things that I started embracing in the early 70s. And one of the, the most interesting pieces is, I'm from a, a farm in Oklahoma and there's a cotton sack that was part of the, the, the crop of cotton that's hanging in a knot on my wall. I just love it all. It doesn't make any difference to me. I love it all. I mean, Sergio, it's like you're painting that, that I can't tell whether the person is a zebra or not, but you walk, you walk into my, my space and here's this painting that you did that I've always loved this painting that I think I bought at a art sale. Yeah. Can you see it? So what Kelly is putting on camera is, uh, this is based off an old commercial where uh, I think they're selling phone service and um the punchline was like uh you tiger now and the guy's like what and they zoom out and he's got stripes and he's in his boxers <laughs> which i thought no one's going to ever buy this piece and um but i should have known <laughs> well i walked up to it and i went oh my god i've got to i've got to have i've got to have this piece and it, it's it's no different than some of my paintings I've had for 40 years. Some of them I've had for whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. This painting right there that you're looking at, I've had for 30 years. I mean, I yeah. just, I love, I love objects. I love, but what I find that's the most interesting for me is all of these things carry energy and you have to be part of that and understand that no matter who you're with or what you're with, it's all integrated. We are what we eat. We are who we're with. We are what we live in. And that's the joy of it. And I can tell you this, if your house is organized, if your space is organized, your life is gonna be a great deal smoother. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And to stay away from chaos is wonderful. Yeah. The, going back to the collecting, and I, I've asked you about it before, but 
I, over the years, I would see art pieces or furniture piece or objects that were in your home. You would take them and implement them into a new project in somebody else's home. Well, Sergio, that's absolutely true. Uh, if I had every piece of art that I found or owned or purchased, I would need a city <laughs> yeah. to house it. And I use it as a way of navigation through the world. Uh, I travel, I buy as I travel. I let the objects I buy pay for the travel. I let people love them. And if somebody walks into my house today and says, I just have to have this, I will let them. I mean, it's, 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 it's all energy. I would rather love something for five minutes and let it be free rather than loving it for 10 years and have it stagnant. That's not interesting. It's like relationships. If you don't keep building them, they disappear. It's, it's, the inner, it's the energy of space. If you don't, if you do not, you know, just truly caress it and let it be alive, there's no point. There's just no point. And, and people, people love to come to my space and they love to hear my bullshit. They, <laughs> they love to hear the story of where this came from or why I have it. Remember the year that I burned all of my furniture and it was photographed. People that, love that story. That was um, because I met you at a gallery, but the the fire show is what you're referencing. Right. Was, uh huh. Was the was my first exposure to you? I was young and in that my was, art career, and when, I was following was the it, map. I think you were off the map. Or for Photo Fest, or I don't know how we ended up at your house, but I remember just being amazed by the space. And then, yeah. Well, well I had, remember Sergio, I had a, a Dalmatian named Fire. And as he got older, I wanted to do something to honor him. So, Photo Fest lured me into wanting me to do with them something. So basically I thought fire, let's have a fire. So I burned the furniture, had it photographed, and the exhibition was the burning of the furniture and everybody loved it. It was like, oh my God, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but but well, it, it was, it was, it, what it really showed people is it's all energy. You know, it's all energy. That's what it's really about. No, truly, because I remember being at that show. I remember I, I was like, I, I want to work with him. And sure enough, yeah, you remember, you remember the later, naked women. <laughs> yeah, that too. I, I was very perceptive. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, about two years later, I got that opportunity and I was, um, you're talking about energy and I almost feel like that was put in motion when I stumbled upon your house. I, I wasn't, it wasn't yeah, planned. There, I remember somebody said, yeah, there's this thing going on here. 
we happen well, upon. There are no mistakes and we're either available or we're not. Isn't that the truth? You know, it's like Sergio, when you called and said, let's do this. And I thought, why not? This is so much fun. If we can let anybody, anybody, if we can give anybody a moment of hope or dream or adventure or just a sentence or a word that lets them bounce into their next chapter, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. I mean, I always gauge when I walk into a room and when I leave a room, I want people to smile when I enter and I want people to smile when I leave. I mean, there's nothing better than that when they go, oh, I'm so glad you were here. I mean, I love that. Totally. I, um, like I said, I've soaked up so much from you. And that was also a major thing is just how you treat people, how you make them feel. You know, when somebody's around you, they're, you're present for them. Um, even, now, even if we're working on something, they're pulled into it and all of a sudden it's a different Well, world. most people, most people, Sergio, don't listen. They don't listen and they're not engaged. I, everybody has something to tell you. Everybody has something to give and everybody has something to take. That's the great part of the exchange. You know, just talk to me. I don't care what it is. I was, I was with my niece the other day and we were trying, she wanted tennis shoes. And, and anyway, the salesperson was just the, the cutest, young, energetic. And he looked at my shoes and he said, those are the best looking shoes I've ever seen. And I said, well, they're not as good looking as the ones you have on. And he goes, oh, come on. And I said, well, what size do you wear? And he told me, I said, oh, we wear the same size. So we just traded each other's shoes right there. And he went, you are out of your mind. And I said, no, I just happen to like your shoes. <laughs> but, but, you know, help people feel good about who they are. You know, Sergio, it's really interesting because we were talking about energy. So many times people are afraid to have me come or look at their space just as a casual. That, that's so not fair. I mean, I just look at it and, you know, I'm just interested. I mean, if I'm not working, I'm not working, but I don't judge people. I'm just fascinated on why they live the way they do or how they live. Because everybody can have everything if they just decide they want it. Don't you agree with that? Completely. I, um, I, it's interesting to hear you say that because I, I remember reading Chef Gordon Ramsay talking about eating at other people's houses and how he hated that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he completely was, would judge the, the person's food. And I thought that really kind of sucked. <laughs> what yeah. a what a shitty attitude. Um well, I, I'm more I'm more interested. Yeah, to hear you say that you actually I, I, I'm enjoy more, 
Right. I want people to tell me why they love that torn sofa and what it is that makes them happy. Because everything everybody has has a story behind it. Everything. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. There's a story behind. If, if we went round and round in my house, there's stories on everything that I have. And it changes. I pull out of storage and I put in storage and I keep altering it. But, but I have a hallway that's masks that, you know, yeah. are just from all over the world. And each one has a story and it becomes interesting on that level. But, but not everybody wants to hear every story, but there's always something that pulls people out of their shell and gets them interested in what's happening. And you've got to find that little key in the lock. I mean, it's, it's like Sergio with your children, you know, isn't it amazing how youth and innocence shows you everything? <laughs> I mean, and... I mean, it shows you, you know, they're not jaded. They're just honest. You know, they just tell you, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what I need. And if you're really perceptive and listen, you'll get it. I think people are freaked out about my patience with children in general. But I find them so inspiring because all of the jaded outlooks that we often see in adults, you get to see where they are not present. I think I watched this thing earlier where the guy was talking about when you're about 13, 14, you start to hate that younger self and you start to try to hide it. And that's common to people. And they, and, but all your life, that little person is still knocking at you, trying to remind you who you really what are. Is <laughs> what do you think I, Sergio, what do you think I've tried to hide? Because I don't think I've hidden anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it doesn't apply to everyone. Like I, um, I don't know. I, for me personally, the journey, you know, in high school, it was weird. Um, I got to experience racism in the school I went to, the all boys Catholic school. And so that weird experiment it put a chip on my shoulder and it took me, took me a few years to get out of that once I was out in the world and I could just see that, you know, those were just kids too. You know, we we're all a bunch yeah. of kids in a high school. And, but because of that, you know, the dog came out and I was very, nobody messed with me. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm going to add not to that, but I'm going to add to that. You have to be really careful and take the responsibility when you take anyone through a door. Yeah. You know, when you, when you show somebody the first time, it's your job to make sure that they see it with open eyes not with the not without a chip or without discrim you know a discriminatory element. It's really important. It's like an environment in art. Look at it. You don't have to love it, 
but but understand that it's just someone else's point of view. That's so important. And and a space, I mean, you may not love this room, but there's gonna be something in it that you're gonna love. You know, just find the good and whatever there is and embrace that. I mean, that's what you've done. Well, I remember, I love, I don't get to do it in these fatherhood days as much, but just going to the museum. And I used to go to the Contemporary in, in Houston. And there were some exhibits that I, I was in college and it just didn't make sense to me. And part of it is, why is that in a museum? And so what I would deliberately do after maybe the third show where I felt like this is I would go back and I would really just study it. And I'd begin to see how it made it into the museum. It didn't make me like the piece more, but I appreciated the point of view and I appreciated that somebody in the museum who was waving this piece on in somehow, because the process to that's even tricky, but they, they appreciated it. And it didn't matter that I didn't like yeah. it. Well, <laughs> what you're saying, well, exactly, Sergio, what you're saying is it's the process. Everything of life is a process. It's whether it's learning how to tie your shoe or how to eat with a spoon or to, to savor. Everything is a process and you learn everything you learn forward. It's like me and Zoom. I will now know more on Zoom than I knew an hour ago. And I've been, I, I've been thinking, yeah. I've just been thinking, I need to do that. I need to take care of that. It's, uh, you know, it's just like learning on what's happening now with virtual and social media and everything. It's imperative because it's the new world. It's the, it's the way of communication now. So we have to, we have to figure out what's going to be the next layer of what we need to do. You know, how do I get my, I don't know if you've looked at my website lately, but how advanced it's getting. Have you been on it in a while? Not in a while, but I remember you showing, I was just looking at our last text and you had sent me a link with what they were doing. And, um, right, and I'm loving it. I'm working with this young gentleman in Romania who's putting the website together and he's helped me through so much on this and just going, this is what it is. So we're going through the Sergio, all of my archives. I have 60 leather bound editions of just stuff I've been published in, <laughs> which is insane. Wow. But fine, a lot of archives and all of that. But yeah. I'm just beginning. I feel like I've never worked, as I said earlier, a day in my life. I'm ready to get busy. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad you um that part of you was infectious really because I, I do the same. I wake up and I do what I want. I still I still have to or I get to do the fatherhood thing. And that's an interesting well, balance. 
but uh well that's something you love yeah yeah totally i i didn't think um well prior to that i love my family but um <laughs> art was such at the forefront and um now it's a different animal and that's really interesting well, to nag well, navigate through and are you finding your children are artistic as well I know they're creative and challenging, but do they have that art blood in them? You know, I think about myself as a child and it really came oh. from my mom putting things in front of me and saying, create, saying, have fun. And that's what I'm doing with them. And they do love it. But I, I really think most children do having done um, summer camps and, after school programs. Like I said, children are so pure in that respect. They don't have, they don't make a drawing and think it's not good enough because life hasn't beat them down like that. <laughs> well, we're, we're born with the complete opportunity. And so many times it's beaten out of people. And the key is never to beat any of that energy out of people. That's not fun. It's not fair. You know, I never tell people they can't. I just tell people you may not wish to, but it's your choice. It's your choice. Well, it goes back to you seeing people's spaces and them feeling intimidated by the designer coming into their space. I think that's really beautiful that um that you just appreciate and um well enjoy enjoy it you know it's it's enjoy it enjoy it everything whether it's an old rug or whether it's a a tapestry or whether it's a piece of fabric enjoy it think about where it came from think about who wove it or think about how it evolved or think about you know, it's like, remember the, the paint days we used to do, Serge Geo, where we would have the hundreds of kids with the largest paint fight in the world. And then that became part of the, their, their, they didn't know they could have so much fun. Yeah. That's key. Well, that, those, are, those are memories. And especially with art, I, especially with paint, I, I always say, I remember the first time I ever saw paint because I was three, I was in preschool and um, I had to manage. I'm amazed you can remember paint. that far back. <laughs> I, I, you know, my mom says that a lot too, but I remember them bringing out the little things of paint and just wondering what is that and dipping into it. And it was magic. And, I, and now now you drink it now yeah now i inhale it <laughs> how innocence changes but <laughs> so so sergio yeah where do you where do you think the art world is going you know uh i was just at the kinder museum and looked at their collection and the building an extraordinary extraordinary but i mean how does one how does one 
the responsibility of archiving what will last forever and what will document our society is a huge responsibility. Yeah. It's a huge responsibility. I've thought about this. I've always thought about it, but even more so as our lives went virtual with this, this COVID um, pandemic. And, and I keep, it keeps coming up in conversation that this is the most documented artists have ever had the capability of being documented. It's, it's true. It's I'm true because... Yeah, I'm doing segments daily where I just show, I don't show everything that I've worked on during the day, but I show things and I upload. And so, so what does that do to future museum curators when, you know, traditionally there are channels to getting to the museum, but what does it do when you have that vast archive and well, well what, what will happen, I think, is this, Sergio. There's only so much space and so much money and so much, you know, endowment for housing. And it will be, you know, well, for instance, what I do is reality. I can have a virtual concept, but I have to formulate it into reality. You know, if I want to talk about this pillow, I have to somehow get a tangible thing where someone can have it. So both are important. So my my lure or my web is becoming virtual, but the reality is I have to have the tangible piece. You know, that's what's there. And, you know, art, do you have to own the painting to enjoy it? or or you know it's it's complicated now and it's fun here's where it gets weird <laughs> because you're talking about virtual reality correct take that to that the advanced stage the idea so virtual reality the idea that uh i'm sitting here in my kitchen right now i put on some specs i'm in paris at the louvre Right. Or I'm at a little gallery across the street in Paris, at, you know, in the same location or anywhere. You know, if it's that convincing of a reality, then you don't necessarily really need the physical piece anymore. Well, the, the lure of the tangible is different because I think what, what I hear you say is the experience can be virtual in its reality, but the tangible, if you paint a painting, it's either real or it's illusion. Does that make sense? But I'm seeing at an advanced event, and this is getting really ridiculous. No, but because I love this. I love it because it's, it's you but, know. But we won't be able to or whoever, if we get to see it, whether that's debatable, but they won't know the difference. It's like flipping a channel and you're just in another reality. 
Well, there there is that, but there is still, if somebody wants to know how that fabric on the chair feels, you have to touch it. Well, and again, the advancement in virtual reality would get to the point where that all of that taps into it. It gets into robot stuff, and pretty much it's the end of humanity. <laughs> well, you know, it becomes the matrix. It, 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 well, if if you look if you look at the pandemic though, and you look at how people have been pinned up for nearly a year, you really are desperate to have that human exchange. People really want to, and as much as I'm seeing you right now, and you're close, and I'm here, right. and I feel it, but how much of that is because I already knew you, and how much of it is that we're having fun now? We don't know, but you know, that will all change. I mean, it's like when I go to a museum and I see my bench or my chair or in it, and I look at it and I go, wow, that's really interesting. But when I sit on it, it's very different than when I just look at it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah, totally. but, you're, but, but you're right, I mean, at some point, it won't be too long till people don't even drive their cars. It's already happening. <laughs> That's a very different sense, a very different sensation than actually driving in traffic. Well, and so. sometimes I'll talk about that, and I, I see the, the fear in people's eyes. Like, what do you what do you mean? That's crazy, and it's not that crazy. I'm not afraid of it. I just want to be thinking about it because we do move forward. And as we've talked right. about change, we have to adapt and we have to I be did, ready. I wanna just be able to be available to understand it, you yeah. know, and to embrace it. There's, there's nothing that I'm afraid of except boredom. I mean, that really just is my own, if I fear anything, it's that. Because, you know, you can tell me, me anything and I'll go oh let me think about that for a while and I may not participate but I'm not afraid of it and I think that's the key if I could if I could say to anybody look at it make your own mind up you know decide for yourself what fits or what doesn't yeah. I'm going to go back to the idea you were talking about the tangible because I think especially so the pandemic started, I already had a microphone on the internet, but, you know, having to kind of shelter in place with my kids, I really turned up the volume. Right, and right. What I have felt is that, I, I think you do these things, you broadcast, people are looking at my backgrounds, people are looking at the things I show the camera, and most of my right, sales, correct. My, well, my sales are happening all online. And I think it's because they're seeing the person as you're talking about, you know, we have a familiarity with each other. I know your space. I've been in that space. I do wish I was there right now, but it's also interesting to watch you walk around. And the idea that people will be watching you walk around in it and be curious and go onto your website. And my hope, is want a piece of Kelly Gale and and have have you look at their space. But 
it's a weird because this is this is virtual this is the digital world but it's a weird way that we humanize each other well and sergio that's true but you know what you're saying is absolutely the the the, the first thing i ever did with virtual reality i don't know if i ever told you this story or not but there is a dinner here it's called dialogue and this family asked an hour and a half for people to be at dinner at your table and i broke the hour and a half up into 12 different minute spaces and everybody got to paint on the pillow for 12 minutes and then pass it to the next person so everybody painted on the everybody painted on every pillow for 12 minutes. And I picked the topic of the 12 minutes of each section. And at the end of it, they had a virtual experience and a reality of a pillow with 12 different people and 12 different topics. That's fine. I remember that project. I got a, a, uh, email from someone who had been at that table and they said, we still have our pillow. We love the entire memory of the experience, but that's what, that's the fun of it. It's not that it changes the world, but there is the tangible that is part of the virtual. Now, how we're going to move forward now is an, it's, it's a good, it's, it's a big problem to have. I, um, well, I don't see it as a problem. It's an opportunity. It's an if you just listen to what, yeah, it's an opportunity. I mean, because you either keep growing and changing or you, you miss out. Yeah. You miss out. I, I, I mean, it's like, look at your life and where, you know, when we met and it was photography and painting and children and this and this and this and how it's evolving into to more and more. It's becoming multidimensional in ways you would have never believed. That is so true, but I think the important thing, like you've echoed here a few times, is um, having fun, getting up. Oh. And none of this is work, you know? It's just, I mean, it, it is work in the sense of this is what we do, but it's just who you are, and you get to just be yourself every day. And how... How lucky, Sergio, have, that we have found our venue that we can share with people, navigate through our little microcosmic period of time on this planet, and hopefully make a difference. How lucky are we? When most people, I can't even imagine wanting to, to wait to retire so I don't have to do anything. Right. I can't even fat, I mean... <laughs> I'm going, I mean, how boring is that? I mean, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, I mean, you know, if it was, we, we did one of these uh, death parties at the gallery. And um, no, we, we did a, uh, a death cafe party. And it was, this, uh, this parent brought it to me and she said, can we do this here? I said, sure. So we sat there and you just talk about death for two hours in a group. <laughs> and um, but that's, that's so dimensional because there's so many different types of death. 
Well, it was it was cool. And one of them said or asked, "How do you want to die?" And so we <laughs> we had all manners of answers, and um, so it got to me, and I was like, you know, if I could um, just die doing while doing one of my nonsense projects, that'd be great. I would. That's the last thing I'm doing. <laughs> well, you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah, just, you know, I don't know how I will die, but I know what's going to happen to me when I do die with my body. And I'm so excited about that. But, you know, I, I'm going to, I've told you this, my ashes and my dog fires will be mixed. And then I will have a reception where everyone has to do facials out of the ashes and it will be in your face that last time. I mean, that's interesting. It, it certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish you were at the but, party. You know, <laughs> right. Well, I will be on everyone you know, on your face that last time, but, but you know, we're born to die, so the misnomer that we're not going to is really a fallacy. Because the second you're born, you start dying. And that's yeah. the great part. And to fear it is insane, because it's just part of the evolution. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's really wonderful on all of those levels. Now, I don't want to wish, I don't wish to die tomorrow. But if I did, no, yeah. my, I, I've done more than most people I've ever met. I had a friend that uh, Elroy Boogie was his DJ name, and he was 28, died of lung cancer, and um, that really, when you saw the upsurge in my painting, it was fueled by that, because Where? having him go so young, I would come into the studio and I would think, what if this is the last, last bit of studio time I get? And ever since then, right. I have I create every day. I paint, or I draw. I don't go to sleep without having painted in that cycle because it's important to me. Because that time, it's sacred. It's sacred the time we do have. I don't fear not being here, but I want to claw at the life that I have. <laughs> Where you don't want to waste any moment of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I look at people who I admire as we talk about each other. It's people that are alive, that are doing, that are yeah. really, really present in it. You know, I, I get so tickled when people like they don't have a clue and I go, now just why are you here? <laughs> help me understand why you're here <laughs> i feel great empathy for those because i know what you're talking about it's it's complain complain and i'm to a degree i to a large degree i wish i could help that person but sometimes i don't know where they are and you can't help somebody that can't become self-aware enough to to realize what they're even doing to themselves i think it's like my mother always said to me if you're a true witness you don't have to tell anybody 
They can see by observing you. Now, if they aren't capable of picking it up, they're not ready. You, they're just not ready. And you can't mm -hmm. make, you can't, you can't change the spots on a leopard. All you can do is understand what that is and how it works and what it's about. But all you can do is stay on your path and make sure that it's a guiding light for somebody who finds it and the people will find it. They yeah. will find it. It's like what you're doing, Sergio. People will find it. It's like what I do. I'm never afraid that there's not going to be another client or another patron because they're going to find me one way or the other. You know, uh, have you ever had points where you worried? Uh, I don't worry. Uh, I'm just more aware that it's like maybe uncomfortable. There's not quite enough. It's like this year is the first Christmas period that I've really been in Houston. I mean, yeah. we spent over a couple of years ago, a little bit of time over the holidays when you came to Houston, Sergio, yeah. but, at first it freaked me because it was slower. And then I thought, enjoy it, enjoy it. Just take the time to look at it. You don't have to be running up and down the stairs every day, every moment. Breathe, embrace it, let it be. I, I, um, I think I'm, I, I think you learn and relearn that. <laughs> Well, you know. don't, uh, I, I don't have children. I've never had children, but some nights I know you're so tired. You just want to just faint and then you go, but it was really worth it. Well, again, I'm doing what I want, including father. Absolutely. So Absolutely. It's a choice. The, and I, I get asked about it. And how do you do that? I'm like, well, it is what I have to do right now. You know, is it it's your choice. It's your it's your choice. Would I would I like more sleep? I have that option. I could go to sleep. I could not work on my projects, but I choose to work on the projects. I choose to do what I need to do to achieve the goals that will let me sleep more. <laughs> but, but don't you also your body tells you. Yeah. Your body tells you when you need. I mean, I know that some days I sleep more and some days I sleep less. And some days, you know, I know I get up at four and I do emails at four, then go back and rest for an hour or whatever. But let your body, you know, I think the biggest thing about the virtual world that I've seen is there are no times. Yeah. <laughs> there is, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm either like WhatsApp, I'm either dealing with Bangalore or Romania or Los Angeles and you, there, there is no time. So you can be in contact with somebody round the clock if you want I, to. Yeah, I love that because I, um, I had an artist on here from Australia. And so I told him, what time I usually record. It's like, oh, perfect. That's noon here. <laughs> right. Oh, great. <laughs> like, well, cool. Because usually I'm apologetic to people because I record late at night after the kids are down. But 
Um, but that, that was so funny to me. <laughs> well, and, and I think it's wonderful because I think anyone who's really global now knows that. And it's okay not to answer and it's okay to answer because we know that we don't know what time zone or what or where or when or how or what, but it doesn't make any difference because you'll answer when you want to. Yeah. Isn't that the truth of it? Yeah, no, it's true. It's, um... Thank goodness we're so smart. <laughs> We've got this. All right. Well, We've got I'm, going this to, going. I'm going to encourage people to go to Kelly Gale Amon dot com he's on actually Instagram. is it kelly gellaman dot com is it so we're gonna look it up i thought i looked at it before I, got it. I mean i'm i know i know that my website is kga.net let's see but you could you, you know but you know i'm not sure what the instagram is or the linkedin is or 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 well, on Instagram, you're Kelly Gale Amon. I usually put that on the nameplate there. But um, I, I encourage people to look at the collections, some of which I've had the privilege of photographing, um, interpreting, having fun with, and in, well, in general. You know, yeah, share with, you know, share me with the world because I'm ready to be exposed. I'm so naive and so innocent. Kind of. That's what I thought. I, I got to expose Kelly Gale Amon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sergio, when are you coming to Houston again? We shall see. I, I, um, I'm ready, ready for this pandemic to be over. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's true. Well, come and stay with me. You would love it. It sounds good. But, um, yeah, it, it's easy. I'll need to because my family uh, is moving up here. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's uh, fine. I'll, yeah, I'll be homeless you have, when I'm in Houston. <laughs> you haven't seen my new. You haven't seen my new digs, have you? Well, I've been to the space you're in right now, but I'm sure it's morphed since then. Oh, it's so different. It's it's totally a totally different. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. Well, I, and, I always remember that. I always enjoyed like. Um, just seeing that it would be a new space in a matter of months sometimes. Like, um, right. I, I just keep evolving and letting it happen. Anyway, Sergio, I've loved this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I definitely would like you back um, at some point and see, see what I can the, polish uh, my bullshit. We can, um, well, we'll expose you some more. <laughs> All right, Kelly. Always right, a pleasure. I, I'm ready to be exposed. <laughs> Thanks. Ciao. Bye. Right, bye. Bebop.